0: Hey, welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in to this lovely Monday afternoon. Mm. I'm Greg Boysen with Mario Terabasi. Our buddy Jay Zawaski is off for the next couple of days. Had a little uh, oral surgery done this morning. He sent us a picture He's all puffed up, but he's got the good pain meds. You can see it in his eyes. Uh,
1: yeah, he's he's, he's, all, he's all right. off somewhere, that's yeah, for he's sure. off.
0: He's off the planet <laughs> right now. Uh, so Jay yeah. is uh, recuperating. He'll be back later in the week, so we're flying shorthanded today. But that's fine. it's Monday. That means it's Mailbag Monday, mm-hmm. and our CH Joe Blackhawks listeners, diehards, you guys have given us so many questions over the last 24 hours that this is probably gonna be a two-part episode we might you have you have programmed our show for two days <laughs> we are we are delightfully thrilled yeah. about that so we're gonna get as many of your questions uh, to today as a possible
1: A lot of really good questions a lot of Absolutely. good good creative questions which we asked for and we received yes. so because good job.
0: Uh, we're going to get as many as we can today. Tomorrow we'll come back and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Game leftovers. 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. And then we'll get to what we don't get to today. So if we don't get to your question today, we'll probably hit it tomorrow. Before we get into the questions, if you asked one of the questions that we've been getting about trading up to maybe 11 for Vancouver and what that would get done, not to be a jerk, but we've answered that numerous times. So go back. At our last couple
1: point you to the last few mailbag of mailbag yeah. episodes,
0: and you can if you miss them, we've answered that form of question at least three or four times. So if you ask yeah. that again this week, we're not ignoring you, we're not skipping you. We've just gone over though those <laughs> scenarios too.
1: Um, Looking for fresh things,
0: yes, to, yes. We to got discuss. It. So at we this are point. going to uh, get rolling here. We've got our guy Kevin Wells. Uh, you may remember him uh, from the voice of many uh, Blackhawks intermission shows this past <laughs> year on our on WGN. Uh, lead us to our first question there, Mr. Wells. Let's
2: do it. From Todd Welter, can I ask which player you hope falls out of the first round and is available at 35? Mario and Greg, or how many centers and wings should this team come away with in this draft?
1: All of them. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, the forward depth is something that the Blackhawks definitely uh, could still use. Uh, I know last year it was you know nine of the 11 picks that they used were on forwards um, and it was it was a great job uh, to, to get in guys that fit the mold that you know Kyle Davidson's looking to uh, looking to get but not a lot of them outside of Frank Nazar are those like top elite players so I would expect both first round picks uh, to be used on forwards this year um, they get into the third, uh, first round for a third time, maybe you talk about one of those top-end top defensemen, but um, their first two picks, probably first three picks should all be forwards. Uh, one that I think has a chance of falling out of the first round uh, and, and, and still being available at 35 um, is, is Gavin Brindley. I, I, there's, you, you look at a lot of different uh, mock drafts and rankings and things like that, Uh, across the board now as we get to you know a lot of a lot of outlets are putting out their final rankings Um, he's anywhere between you know the the low 20s and the low 40s so you know there's not really a consensus on you know where where Brindley could fall in the draft Um, but I think he's a he's a super competitive player Uh, he has a a great scoring touch played at uh, at a stacked program in Michigan so he's you know he's played with Adam Fantilli and Frank Nazar for a little bit um, Sammy uh, Sam, uh, Mackie Samuskevich, and just you know the the rucker McGordy like the the forward group that Michigan had uh, he played along along in that group was a big contributor and outside of teammate Adam Fantilli uh, he was the second highest scoring and uh, college player who was a U18 draft eligible player so Besides the guy who's going to go number two, it was Gavin Brimley. So that's a guy who I think would it would be fantastic if he's there at thirty-five. That would really, uh, to me, seem like a good pick. I know he's a little undersized, but not every not every forward that you need to get needs to be six-three, six-two.
0: Right. That's a guy that I would actually not have any problems with if they do pick nineteen and they take him. I mean, sure. It's, yeah. I have no issues there. Um, it's so tough to to like guess guys who are going to slide down this year is at 35 (laughs) sure um i'm for uh and we don't know where the hawks are gonna pick yeah we don't know if that 19 pick is happening are they going to move up are they going to use that to get other things you know are they picking 35 is that going to get packaged with 19 to move up so if everything falls into place and they package it at 35 a a guy would love to see there and Again, the craziness of that draft. Like, we don't know. After Bedard and Fantilli, that's where it's going to get fun. Mm-hmm. Like, Carlson probably will be third, but you never know. It could be Mitch Could be Will Could be Mitch Goff. who knows where he's going. I don't think he's getting past eight in the Capitals. No. But, you, again, you never know. A guy that I could see he's picked right now to get uh, – you know, very late first round could fall down as the guy that when we had our, our episode last week about, you know, who's your guy? It was one of the guys I mentioned for one of those second round picks um, is Danny Nelson out of the, the U.S. development program. He's a center. They're gonna, they need some more depth mm-hmm. down the middle and he's got some size. They need that, too, because, OK, Sabedards going to be a center. Not the biggest player in the world, Frank Nazar. Not the biggest player in the world, Lucas Reichel. If he's going to be a center, he's got some height, but he still needs to get some some beef. I always say he's a,
1: built like a tennis player. Like that's, he's, he's, yeah. he's lean and lanky. He's, he's
0: gazelle like out yeah. there. Um, so you need some, and, and Nelson's over six foot. I think he's six two or six three. Uh, he's kind of like that power, old school power forward can score. Um, so if he's there at thirty five, I'm jumping all over Danny Nelson.
1: Uh, Nate in our chat says Bradley uh, Nadeau is another one that I, I keep seeing pop up a lot in you know the the late first early second round rankings. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, like there's so much shifting around that could happen. Like they they may not pick at 19, but they may jump into the th- the first round for a third time and right. pick in the late 20s, or you know maybe get one of the last few picks of the draft, or that number 35 pick isn't there but they still have 19. So it's just there, there's a lot of movement that um, probably you can expect to see given what Kyle Davison has said. So, yeah, the, the options are out there. Um, I I, I, think no, I think no matter what they do, who they pick, unless they go way off the board, which I don't expect to happen given how many picks they have right. in those first two rounds, they're going to get someone real good.
0: Yeah, and I, I, my, my guess is, is they're going to try and, and draft for size with some of those second round picks, third round mm-hmm. picks. They're to want they want to get bigger. Yeah. Um, while size isn't the be all end all, a lot of their top prospects are on the smaller size. So you need to yeah. you need to get some dynamic players that have a little size to them as well. I think get a nice mix.
1: I think those second and third round picks are where you're gonna see like a lot a lot of what happened last year. You're gonna see those guys that are high end skaters, high end compete level. Uh, a lot of those like depth players that hopefully, if everything goes well, play like you know, key role players on competitive teams. Yep, that would be great to see. You All need right, a lot what of we those got? guys. What we got right, next.
2: Kevin. All right, question number two: George Slater. Assuming he is the first overall pick, and assuming he stays healthy, will Connor Bedard be the Blackhawks All-Star Game representative in Toronto? All signs point to yes. Just answered your own question, George. Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, it, he'll he, be there
1: regardless, right? The rising
2: at, stars or something, you know. Though,
1: yeah, if 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 he's not having an All-Star caliber. Uh, season or someone else is playing much better than it's him. It's fan
0: vote, though, right? If it's fan vote, Counter Berdard's Yeah, it,
1: he's going to be there in some capacity. He'll be
0: at the skills challenge at the very least. The, the league is going to want to put the spotlight Yeah, on.
1: absolutely. And, you know, you look up and down the lineup. The reason Seth Jones was at the All Star game last year is because the NHL has the rule where Every, everyone gets happen. a representative. Yeah. If, if everyone needs a representative, it's going to be Conor Bedard because you you absolutely are going to have him play uh, in in your All Star game one way shape or form, and even besides the you know one one player from each team has to be there. I don't know. I I feel pretty confident saying he's going to be enough. He's going to be deserving of you know being on that stage, being voted into a, in, into an All Star weekend. Like I just I I. I can't see that not happening.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think his play alone should be enough. But even, you know, if he's having a rig- ridiculous, you know, if someone else has a breakout year, if Lucas Reichel has that year that some, you know, has a breakout maybe they both performance, get there. maybe Seth Jones can't be denied another All-Star game visit, but <laughs> if the fans are voting and every team needs at least one rep,
1: it'll as be long, as yeah. long
0: as he's healthy. He, he will be in Toronto.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt with that one. Next. All right, question number
2: three. Let's
1: stick Speaking with of the All-Star, all-star games. Game
2: category. yeah, Kevin Carew, it's hard to believe we haven't hosted an All-Star Game for 32 years, with the Hawks slowly making their way towards relevance again. Do you think we will get awarded the game anytime soon?
0: Mark it down. The 2026 all-star game will be in Chicago. I can almost guarantee it. It's the Blackhawks 100th anniversary season. Mm -hmm. It's their centennial season. It's going to be a season-long celebration of the history of the Blackhawks. Why would the league put it anywhere else but Chicago for that? They did it in Montreal for the 100 years. It's the perfect chance to do it, celebrate one of your original six teams, give them the all-star game in 2026, it seems like a no-brainer. Give the AHL All-Star Game to Rockford. Have them both. Have the organization host it all at the same time. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. So, it's that's even too easy of a call for even the NHL, the Galaxy <laughs> brand. I think. Yeah, and and and, and it's great timing because the Hawks are going to be right on the cusp of being important again. Hopefully, by twenty-five, twenty-six that season, that's the season where the Hawks are ready to. Mm-hmm. Make a run at a playoff spot. That'd be nice. You've, you'll have Connor Berdard on year three. three. You know,
1: Middle of year three.
0: You'll have some of these other. Korchinski will hopefully be here. Allen, they'll be productive players. Nazar, some of these guys were drafting this year and last year. You're going to have a team similar to that 08-09 Blackhawks team on your hands. Mm-hmm. Perfect time to do it.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I 100% agree. It is crazy uh, that the Blackhawks and Chicago not since 1991 have have not hosted the all-star game. Like you would have thought even in the, you know, that, that modern cup run, they would have had one, you know, I know they were getting all the outdoor games, but like the all-star weekend in Chicago, uh, I know it's, I know it's not, you know, it's not the destination of, you know, South beach in the middle of February, but there's tons of of fun things to do here in, in the city even if it's cold weather like it's 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 chicago is a is a huge attraction city uh it's one it's you know it's obviously it's it's the original six market like say telling selling chicago on the players of being like yeah you're you know it's it's all-star weekend it's in chicago like there's plenty of to do this to sell to the players that this is a good idea there's plenty of do for fans to come and and, and have uh, a good time throughout the weekend and then you know, United Center, it's it's a huge facility. Uh one you know, one of the biggest in the NHL. You you can you you'll definitely be able to pack it, especially since likely Connor is gonna be three time All Star <laughs> at that point, uh, hopefully. Um yeah. I don't think there's 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 any reason not for the NHL to no, not look buddy, at that. Our buddy
0: and, Chris Dubiel says that's also gonna be the Rangers centennial season. So
1: Okay, well, whatever as i as i've <laughs> said many times on
0: these airwaves piss on the rangers give the, give the black hawk they don't have counter bedard yeah they're gonna have a bunch of old they're gonna have 40 year old patrick kane with his piano on his back Oof. skating up and down the ice and give, re, it, give you know, it to give it to chicago a
1: resurfaced tip yeah 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 it, it should it i would love to see it in chicago i know how how far do they have it planned out is it just next year because I know be, next year's in Toronto.
0: Right. I don't know, to be honest. Knowing
1: I don't think the way, they have it knowing that knowing far planned Knowing the
0: foresight out. of the NHL, they probably have it just for next year, and they haven't. Likely. But you would yeah. have to believe that Danny Wirtz and company have already been mm-hmm. trying to plant those seeds with the league office. Like, yeah. this is our 100th year. We're going to be doing this Ring of Honor thing. Not saying that's what's happening, but just saying. We've got all Some these special of, events yeah. planned for this season Let's cap it off with, a, with an All-Star game. But the Rangers could be doing the same thing too. But yeah. uh, they could wait. The Rangers, you know, we don't care. <laughs> yeah,
2: not, here I, it is. 2023 NHL All-Star game in Florida. Week, uh, 2024. uh last year. Not yet announced. 2025. Toronto. So, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah so, so,
1: they're going year by year. It's in Toronto next year. Who knows? Uh, yeah, maybe they do 2025. Uh, you, you know, maybe that's New York or Chicago. Maybe twenty twenty six is New yeah, York or Chicago I mean, if they want to try and go that way. I, I it's I be, just think
0: I would, we would be shocked if twenty twenty five would be Seattle, but they're getting one of those outdoor games. So yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, hey, keep keep Chicago out of the outdoor games for a few years and then give them the All Star weekend. That's fine with me too. They don't win in the they don't win outside anyways. Just one, no, we don't, just want, we don't want
0: that. Yeah, except when we beat the Penguins. See, yeah, we, we, we like beating the Penguins.
1: Yeah, beating the Penguins is fun. All right. What's next? All right.
2: We've answered this one a couple of times. Just real quick. What do you think Connor Bedard rookie points over under should be from Alberto Vitali? Uh, well, come Alberto,
0: I, I could give you a more educated guess come September when I know who he's playing with. But <laughs> I'm not going to go crazy. I, I would think an over if if I put the over under somewhere around like 65 points. Like if he hits 65 points, I'm going to say that's a very successful. NHL rookie season Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people Are like oh he's going to have You know 100 points And he's going to break Timu Solani's rookie goal record I'm going to pump the brakes On all of that Um, So I I would put it around I'd put the over under at 65 And maybe bet the over on that But anything 65 or more to me Is a very successful Very good rookie season To build off of
1: Here are the top 10 Rookie scoring seasons since 2009-2010. Uh, number 10, Jeff Skinner, 63 points. Number 9, Johnny Goudreau, 64 points. Number 8, Yanni Gord, 64 points. Number 7, Mark Stone, 64 points. Patrick Laine, number 6, 64 points. Clayton Keller, number 5, 65 points. Uh, Elias Petterson, number 4, 66 points. Number 3... Austin awesome Matthews with a very nice 69 points. Nice Artemi Panarin, uh, you remember him. Number two with 77, and number one is Matthew Barzal, with 85, and that was in uh, the 2017-18 season. So you know, in the last 12-13 years, uh, that that mid 60s range seems to be a pretty good benchmark for for some high scoring rookies. Yeah, I I would say uh, 65. If he's in that 65, 70 range, uh, I, w- I would like to say that he's got enough talent to where even if it's just him and Reichel and the, and the group that they have now, uh, I, I would like to think he can still score at that kind of rate, given you know, what, what everyone expects him to do, being able to watch him you know, uh, uh, coming up in his, in his draft year in the last few years in the WHL. Like, I think the talent is just there. Um, if they do, if the Blackhawks do anything to help insulate him, maybe get a free agent or two or a trade piece or two to to really improve the lineup um, exponentially going into into the season, then I think that number jumps a little bit higher. But I think even as the roster is constructed right now, if he's in a sixty-five to seventy-point range as a rookie, like yeah, I, I think that's doable.
0: I think his point total is going to depend on his assists. Uh, I think I think thirty goals as a rookie in the NHL is is reasonable. Uh, for a kid of his talent. Yeah. So where is he going to get 35-plus assists from? (laughs) That's where the points could get a little tricky. Like, you mentioned Austin Matthews had 69 very nice points, but what do you have, 40 goals? 40 goals that year, yeah. So, you know... He's not. He wasn't much of a passer then. He's still not much anyway. But <laughs> yeah. His, but his but, then, but you look at Panarin. What was his numbers? Seventy seven. Seventy seven points. Yep. And that was playing on Patrick Kane's line during his Hart Trophy one hundred mm-hmm. point season. Yep. So that just goes to show you, like Panarin, and it was a little older and more experienced. But Panarin had seventy seven points playing uh, on Patrick Kane's wing during his career best year. Mm-hmm. So it took Kane. Scoring a bunch of goals and feeding him the puck a lot to get him the 77. Yeah. There's no Hart Trophy winning Patrick Kane on this lineup (laughs) for Connor Bedard to help with. So I think the 65-point range is is a good expectation to have where you won't get disappointed if he uh, doesn't hit your expectations.
1: Matthew Barzal in that uh, 2017-18 season, 85 points. 63 of those were assists. That's, yeah. a, that's, pretty, that's that's a, that's impressive. That's
0: very impressive. Uh, Patrick Kane as Lebowski Five, says had seventy two in his rookie season, uh, and Kane had a ton of talented teammates. Connor Bedard's a better goal scorer than Patrick Kane though, especially at that at, point at, of his at career. At this
1: point of his career, yeah. I uh, mean, the we, we've talked to you know a, a number of different uh, draft analysts and and Cam Robinson uh, with Elite Prospects. We 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 go to him a lot uh, for for our different you know analysis and and insight and, and he says basically besides Austin Matthews Connor Bedard's shot is is sec- almost second to none as a draft eligible prospect yeah. and pretty much in the as, as far as NHL talent goes like that's that's something to be said and it, we've seen it we've seen all the highlights throughout you know the the world juniors um you know throughout his 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 years in the WHL like his shot is his is his biggest asset and when you when you have something like that even a even a a a mid-level prospect look at a guy like you know we've talked about in this draft class a lot Matthew Wood has one of the best shots in 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 the draft class and his skating is rated some of one of the lowest he's still a first round expected to be a first round pick on his shot and, and shooting ability scoring ability alone so a guy like Bedard, who has that that elite level ability to jump right into the NHL, I think you know scoring goals is not going to be a problem for him. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what his assist numbers end up being. Who he's who he's feeding? Maybe it's Lucas Reichel. Maybe it's Max Domi. Maybe it's Taylor Radish. Hey, career year, Taylor Radish. How about that? That'd be fun. That'd be great. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out.
0: All right. Well, before we get to our next question, let's let's take a pause and pay some bills here and tell you about our good friends at Shady Rays, you're going to be able to take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good, but I say even better than any expensive pair of sunglasses I've ever worn. I've been a customer of Shady Rays long before CHGO even was a thing and they became our sponsor. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for your outdoor adventures. Like getting driving home on rush hour traffic when we get out of here. That's the only outdoor adventures I have this week planned. <laughs> and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all all of wear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on the very first day, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And you're going to look great and feel great because together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through the Shady Rays Impact Program. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with the MS Outdoor Adventure of a Lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others just like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're going to, but in case you're you don't, but you're going to. You can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is absolutely no risk when you shop. And exclusively for our lovely, beautiful CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving you guys and girls the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO, and you're going to get 50 percent off all orders with two or more pair of their awesome polarized sunglasses. That's buy one get one free according to my math. Mm-hmm. Try for yourself the shades rated 5 stars by over 250,000 people. And a lot of uh people, a lot of stars. Sunglasses, you need your sunglasses in the warm weather and you also need your air conditioning mm-hmm. in the warm weather. And if you're looking to not only save money on your awesome sunglasses, but save money on your money, your energy costs, well, our friends at the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future.
1: You're absolutely right, Greg. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territories. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes.
0: Mario, can you please tell Kevin how that works?
1: I will. Kevin, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. And within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, Kevin, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy, or as we call it, Monergy, today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz.
0: Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz as like B-I-Z?
1: As in B-I-Z, correct. Yes, comed.com slash poweringbiz. Go there and schedule your appointments today.
0: After this show ends. Please. After the show. Yes. yes, of course, after the show. All right, now that we have Kevin's attention again, let's get on to the next question.
2: <laughs> I am a proponent of that uh, uh, combat energy efficiency program. I do we have that at my house. There you go. It's a great one. Yep. All right, let's get back Save to yourself some we energy at Mike, the Blackhawks fan. Which of the current prospects in the Hawks system do you think signs an ELC next?
0: Well, I know who is. He's not currently in the system, but the next guy signing an entry-level contest is going to be counter Bedard.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're... But you're, after that. best bet, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was actually a bit surprised that, um, I mean, all signs pointed to Samuel Savoie once the season for, for him was over, being the next guy to, to sign an ELC. Uh, I know this offseason they signed guys like Paul Ludwinski, um and Drew Comezzo uh, got, got one. Uh, Anti Sorella got one. Um, so I was, I was expecting uh, Savoie to kind of be part of that group to, to, to be signed. Doesn't, mean, doesn't necessarily mean once you sign it, you're now jumping to pros. You can be signed right. and play in junior uh, still. Um, so I was expecting him to be, to be signed. He, he, he hasn't yet, um, but that's who I'm putting money on of guys in the system right now. Uh, that will that will get a deal and hey maybe it, maybe it waits uh, till till we get to prospect and training camp and then they they see what they saw yeah. you know last uh, last summer and last fall the way he played this year I think you know it, it, the, all signs point to him being a guy that if he continues on this path he 's going to be one of those really effective depth and role players uh, and one of those guys that they don 't really have a lot of in their prospect system are, are those players who can get under the skin of an opponent and you see you know players that the Blackhawks had in in previous cup runs and previous contending teams they had guys like that Um, and you see you look at at a lot of the you know the teams that have success uh, now while the Blackhawks are not uh, like I'm not saying Samuel Savoy is going to be Matthew Kachuk but look at what Matthew Kachuk can do outside of you know scoring scoring goals and, and being a point producer that Agitates the opponent And and I think that That's something That Savoy has said He loves to do And that's uh, That's something You can't teach in players So I I think He's going to be a guy That the Blackhawks Will uh, Likely sign Soon If not next
0: Yeah That could be A lot of people Will say Oh you got to get A you know A Tyler Pertuzzi Or Max Domi To protect Connor Bedard Maybe they already Have him in Samuel Savoy Could be If he becomes You know You mentioned Matthew Kachuk And that's Probably not I mean, I, mean not, I knew where not you were the going. the play on. he's going to be, right. but. The guy that on that Panthers team, though, who I'd be thrilled if he becomes. If he becomes Ryan Lomberg, okay, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're right.
0: Like, that's the type of guy that that he could become. And, yeah, he's probably the most likely of, of that group to get one. You know, there are probably some players that are maybe a little closer to becoming pros, but they're in college, like your Ryan Greens you don't want to give them th- those deals because, you know, once they sign, they no longer can play in college. Right, so, right. you know, Frank Nazar is another guy that, that doesn't have that deal yet because he still needs to be, quote, an amateur to play in college. Right. Um, so, yeah, S- Savoy is probably the most likely uh, candidate. And maybe it happens. Maybe they're just waiting until the draft and free agency to, to make that move because y- you got to remember, you, you there's you only have a limit of 50 contracts total. Mm-hmm. So maybe they need to make. I mean, his sure. would
1: his would slide, but because he'll he'll play in junior. Yeah. But yes, you your, probably, your, your point is correct.
0: Yeah. You probably want to. You know, there's some maneuvering of, and there's reasonings why some guys sign in one year, and other guys are going to sign this year or even the next year. You've got to kind of. You don't want all your young talent to have their contracts all due at the same time, right? No, because that's going to get you in trouble real quick.
2: All right, Kevin. All right. We're going to stay on the same topic. Do you think the Blackhawks will be competitive, a playoff hunt team by the end of Bedard's entry-level contract? Yeah. So that would be on that big 20, that'd be that 25-26 season. I
0: would hope so. That 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 would be the season that they're you have a realistic shot at getting at least a wild card spot. Bedard will be in season number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Korchinski and Allen, Del Mastro will hopefully be the core of your a very good up-and-coming young defensive unit. Um, Nazar, Reichel hopefully is taking that next step and is a top six player. Mm-hmm. And, and then you'll, you'll have other guys. You'll have guys that, you know, get drafted this year that are hopefully making an impact and next year. And then, you know, who knows what free agents are brought in here. Connor is going to get a lot of guys, top players, looking to come here over the next couple of summers. So I would hope by the end of his, you know, season three of Connor Berdard, the Blackhawks are either right on the doorstep of a playoff spot, or maybe that's the season they sneak in at a seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know. You know, Dallas isn't getting, you know. Younger. They, they've got to decent young core but some of their top players were probably long gone by then Colorado you know who knows where they'll be at that point you know they're they're a team that that has put in a lot of resources to keep this championship run alive so Mm -hmm. once this core starts to slow down that might be it for a while um, you know, Winnipeg, who knows what's going on with them for the foreseeable future. Saw, Nashville's always stuck in the mud. I saw. Minnesota's always stuck in the mud.
1: I saw people are saying that Connor Hellebuck might be traded.
0: Well, he's got one year left, I think.
1: And yeah. um, talk about blowing it up. If well, you, if I mean, you if you're going to rebuild. Eesh. Okay.
0: I mean, what's the point of having an all-world goalie if your team stinks around no, him? No, I'm
1: not arguing like that. that. I'm just saying Connor Hellebuck out on the market. Hey. I could, that, that, that moves your needle a little bit.
0: Yeah, so I would think that that last season uh, would be the one where we could start squinting and maybe seeing some playoff hockey.
1: I'm hoping it's earlier because here are the players that uh, would be due new contracts uh, after that 25-26 season. Uh, Paul Ludwinski, Colton Dock, Kevin Korczynski, Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen, Drew Comezzo, uh, and yes, Connor Bedard, because it was ELC. All those players' ELCs will be done by the end of that 25-26 season, and if we're not talking about a team that is a real playoff contender at that point, um, uh, you you get a little itchy.
0: Yeah, the only the only exception to that list is – Korchinski could be slid to the next year if he doesn't. play That's true. Edition. He could slide, but may, yeah, and I think all signs are pointing to him not playing in the NHL this season. Um, at least not for not burning the that first right. year.
1: I would I would hope that that's one guy that they're thinking. And because for that list because you just I read listed, is yes. the
0: biggest reason why. It has yeah. nothing to do with him needing the development. Right. It's because of what you just read, read right mm-hmm. there
1: yeah i would i would I would hate for all of those guys to need extensions at the same time because if things all go according to plan that's gonna be a very expensive summer yep. and that means that probably one of those guys because of the NHL of how they operate with their salary cap and you know how they can't make the salary cap jump more than one million per year because they're a in poverty league <laughs> um, one of those players might be you know a cap casualty yep so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping by that 25-26 season, we are talking about uh, a legit playoff contender. Doesn't need to be a cup contender, but a, a team that you can say, yep, they will find their way into the postseason. Yep. I'm hoping. All right, Kevin, what's next? All
2: righty, from Tristan, how do you think Luke Richardson will use Bedard? Is he going to put him in the 1C role right away, top line center, or stash him on the second line?
0: No matter what line Connor Bedard is slotted into on the whiteboard It is your top line
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: uh, And I think they're going to give him a look at center to start And why, why the heck not You know, Unless in the training camp and preseason He just looks completely lost He'll start the season at center yeah. And no matter if Luke Richardson calls it First line, second line, third mm-hmm. line or fourth line Connor Bedard, whatever line Conor Bedard is on Is your top line
1: Yeah. And, and you look at the center depth that they have uh, Who's pushing him out of that spot right away. I, I I don't see anybody no. doing that unless the only person I would say that you would have as a top line center besides Connor, Bedard, I don't think there's anyone that you you could even no, not bring in you, in free agency. Not like, unless
0: you make some sort of trade or something. Yeah.
1: Or, or if you make a trade for someone who's already an established, you know, top end center, which that's not the plan. Right. So if you, if you sign, even if you sign a guy like Ryan O'Reilly or, you know, bring back Max Domi or in free agency or anything like that, Bedard is going to be the marquee line, wherever, where, however he's playing on it. So yeah, I think they're going to play him at center. Um, you know the, the 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 opening night, the opening lineup, yeah. he's going to be he's going to be out there. He's yeah, going to be taking Gene, that.
2: When Gene Honda makes his announcement, it's going to be number
1: 98 at center. Yeah, that, Connor Bedard, yeah. The, at, the, that the first puck drop of the year. Yeah, I, he's he's, he's t- taking he's the taking opening face off. I, yeah, he has to.
0: And if he loses it, I'm going to call him
1: a bust. Sure. <laughs> Just kidding. Absolutely bust. Just
0: kidding. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, Reichel too, he's kind of in that, in that same boat between center or wing. Um, so it, we'll, we'll see how, how they're deployed. But yeah, if I, I have faith in Luke Richardson that he'll be able to, you know, make the decision, see what works, see what isn't working. Um, you know, he, he, Got creative last year. He used uh, Andres Thenesiu, who had never played center before, uh, as a center in the last you know portion of and the season, and it worked out pretty well for Andres Thenesiu. Yeah, so you
0: that first what zero for eight faceoff, the first game, game yeah, first it, game was it rough. Got better, but yeah. And there's a the thing I, I could totally see him putting Bedard at center, but putting an, like putting another guy that can win faceoffs on his wing. Like if they re-sign Max Domi. Max Domi will be on his line. Sure. And Max Domi proved last year that he was really good at face-offs. So if Bedard is struggling on a night, you can put Domi in there to take the draws in the offensive end. Or if he gets thrown out, you have another guy there. So, yeah, he'll Luke Richardson will, will make it as easy as possible for Connor Bedard yeah. where he doesn't have to think too much on the ice.
1: Well, and you look at other guys that he could be paired with who have played center before. Tyler Johnson, Jason Dickinson, uh, Cole Gutman, Colin Blackwell, Mackenzie Entwistle, Reese Johnson, and Philip Khrushchev all have play, had time at center. So you mix and match the line, lineups a little bit. You could have Khrushchev with Reichel, uh, with uh, Bedard. You could have Khrushchev, Reichel, Bedard as, as a line, and all three could of be, those guys are yeah. either centers or wings. One of them's got to figure it out. If
0: they bring back Domi, I think a great first line would be Domi, Bedard, Khrushchev.
1: Yeah, I like that. Not
0: the biggest of lines, but
1: I like that uh, They're be, dynamic Yeah Each
0: guy d- brings something different to that line
1: Khrushchev can 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 play responsibly Defensively And And chip in Offensively too Domi is Is a guy that You know Can play uh, A 200 foot game We saw it You know Last, he's gonna last go season get, He's
0: gonna go get the puck
1: He's Yes He's gonna play hard Go get the puck Go into the corners Uh be a physical presence. And then you got Bedard, who his, his defensive game is underrated just because of how yeah, well of he offense, plays yeah. offensively. So he rarely ever has to play defense. Right, yeah. So <laughs> he always has the puck. I think, I think that'll be one thing about him that I think we might be surprised at um, early on is, is his defensive abilities. And a,
0: based on all those things we've heard from him and read about him, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to pride himself. On the defense, yeah. and want to be known as a complete player, not just a superstar goal scorer, mm-hmm. point producer. He's going to want to be like, all right, people underestimate me. You know, yeah, I'm. I want to win all this stuff, but maybe, I'm, maybe I'm going to go one of these years. I'm going to try and win the Hart and the Selkie in the same year. I mean, I'm not oh, saying he's going to be that, that be good, great? but based on all the things we've heard about his work ethic and his passion yeah. and everything, he seems like a player that's going to say. You don't think I can play defense? Just watch.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it's not all of the, you know, super skilled forwards are inept defensively. You know, he's getting a lot of comparisons to Patrick Kane, but I think I think his defensive responsibility uh, I think the way he plays defensively is is at this point in his career already better than Patrick Kane, and probably better than Patrick Kane as a rookie and now? Well, <laughs> like let's, it's, and it's, let's
0: be honest, that's a low bar to cross. I know it's or. I <laughs> know it's a low bar
1: to cross, but I mean, look at uh, the, the Selkie finalists this year, Mitch Marner. Like he's he's a skilled yep. offensive point producer, but on the wing, like being a, a Selkie finalist, being a guy who can put up a hundred point season, like that's pretty darn impressive. And I I I, I think. I'm not saying Bedard will ever win a sulkie or be a finalist, but maybe that's something that he can put his mind to and say, "Hey, want you know, I'm 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 going to go out there and try and do pretty much everything that that I can to help my team win." That yeah. seems to be the the character he maybe has. Maybe when he's
0: insulated with some more scoring around him and he figures, "Okay, I don't have to do it all offensively anymore." Yeah,
1: maybe that brings out something else. I can else.
0: concentrate. Look at what from Arner, you know. Yeah. He he they had more support there off. He still had a huge offensive year, but yeah, that's uh be interesting to track as it goes on. I'm looking forward, you know, because I, I I'm first to tell you I haven't seen a lot of outside of like World Juniors. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of like from opening faceoff to final horn Connor Bernard games. It's mostly highlights, yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I'm looking forward to being able to watch him from the press box when he doesn't have the puck. That's what I want to see how yeah. how he plays, and I'm more I'm so intrigued with that. Mm-hmm. I know what he could do when he has the puck. I want to see what he does when he does it both it. in the offensive zone and in the defensive zone should gonna, be fun to watch.
1: going to be fun to watch for sure. What's next? Kevin? All
2: right. Um, two girls, one puck. We've talked mm. a lot about the free agents. They should look into which free agents shouldn't the Hawks sign.
1: All
0: of them. <laughs> this class stinks. No, uh,
1: it's, it's not a good class uh, compared to what's potentially coming up in the next two uh, summers. Yes. Um, I mean, we've we've talked about Tyler Bertuzzi a lot. Yeah, I think nope. that's someone that we are kind of consensually nothing to do with him. Keeping trying to trying to say that, you know, don't necessarily need him. Uh one one guy that is is interesting uh but I think I I think I would stay away just because you know I I think his reputation hurts him a bit, even though he is an effective player, uh, and that's Michael Bunting. Like, he, he, he had a, a come-up in Toronto as this, you know, a point producer, two-way guy, physical, feisty, likes to get in your face. And I know we just talked about, you know, how guys like Matthew Kachuk and we talked about Savoie and, like, how they like to do that. But I think Bunting went to a point where now the referees look for him to do some stupid stuff and call him on it because of, you know, things that he's tried to get away with and, 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 and how he's perceived uh, by the referees. So as much as of an effective player he can be, I think he hurts his team at times. Yeah. And I don't know if it's necessarily his fault all the time. It might just be his re- reputation preceding him. So that's actually one guy that I, I would say, you know, if, if the Blackhawks do not target, I'm, I'm okay with.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm not, and plus, I don't know how much Michael Bunting produces not playing on a line with Mitch Marner and yeah. Austin Matthews. That we said that about Zach Heyman, and he's done. Pr- but he goes from he goes at the, to the Oilers, to playing with <laughs> Leon Dryside right, or right. Connor McDavid. Yeah, talk about just hitting the jackpot twice in your career. But yeah, Bunting is a guy. I mean, there's not a lot of guys on this list I'm craving to have, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to shoot a giant shot here in offseason. The one guy I would stay clear of, um, and I'm sure he could be had for very cheap, and it's a low-risk contract, but I don't want anything to do with Jonathan Drouin. No. Jonathan Duran There's just nothing there. He's been on a million teams. He was a number three overall pick. Yeah. He's bounced around. He just hasn't been able to find, find it anywhere. Um, and sure, what is it? You bring him in here, what does he do? You know, he doesn't really move the needle one way or the other, and he could be a guy that may have a, finally figured it out and you could get something for him. But to me, he's just taking up a roster spot for somebody that actually might stick around and be important in a couple of years. So that's who I stay, stay away from uh, on that one. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys on this list I want nothing to do with. Sure, but, yeah. I mean, pretty much almost this entire list doesn't do almost. a whole lot for me. Like, yeah. there are a couple of guys that I, I wouldn't mind. Like, Sean Monahan's an interesting guy. If you um, can
1: stay healthy, yeah.
0: You know, uh, that's about it. <laughs> Alex Kalorn, <laughs> I, I I'm I like him. Yeah, uh, that could be a guy that you know could be one of those mentors. JT Confort is a guy that a lot of people like and makes sense. Uh, Lars Eller is a guy that I, I would target if he's interested. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot on this class. I'm going crazy over because it's not a very good free agent class.
1: You know what's uh what's interesting with Duran? His best two seasons came with Luke Richardson behind the bench don't in Montreal that. as an assistant coach. Don't say that. It was hey, It was. It was, re- do, it was reason do, enough. Luke. It was reason enough for Max Domi to come back. But that's or all right. to Come to Chicago. I don't know. It's, we we like Max Domi. He's actually good at hockey. Duran's one of those <laughs> interesting guys where, like, he could be he could be really cheap because of production, but. You just look at it like like the skill set has, has to be there, right? Like the skill set, I think, is, is there. Um, I think it's just been a, a health – he's had health issues. He's had, he's had issues with consistency. I, I just wonder if – I don't know. He's an interesting guy, but I'm, I'm also – you have very valid points of, you know, not really needing to, to throw the dice uh, and take a risk on him either.
2: All right. Sounds good. All righty. From Rainman MP, what's a change of scenery option you'd like to see the Blackhawks trade for like Dylan Strome in the past? Doesn't need to be an NHL player. Could just be a prospect buried down someone else's depth chart.
1: I, I, I like the idea of going after a player like Alex Turcotte um, in theory, in practice. Uh, I mean, that's, that, that's a guy that I don't think the Kings are looking to really get rid of. And, you know, kind of the, the worries that, you know, you have with, with young players and, and concussions early on in their career, he's had two significant ones, uh, even before really touching the NHL ice consistently. So that's a guy that I think in theory would make a lot of sense. Uh, Chicagoland area, you know, play, plays center, has decent size, young player. Um, might just be buried in the Kings organization, but I don't think the Kings are looking to get rid of him. I think the Kings still are holding on hope that he is going to uh, become something for their organization. But that's one guy that keeps popping up uh, for me that I'm like, that would be interesting.
0: Yeah, that could be... F- yeah, he would fill... I mean, he's a center by trade, correct? Yes. So that he's would a fill, fill a need. Um, but, you know, giving up on young centers is not... Something you really should get into the habit of, but
1: yeah,
0: you know, doesn't hurt to ask. Um, right. Of course. But the Kings are an up-and-coming team too, so you know they they may be looking to to keep him. You know, there's a lot of those those types of candidates. Everybody's going to talk about the two guys in 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 New York, yeah, Lafreniere, and, and I'm so tired of hearing about <laughs> those guys. I don't want any of them. I I'm, I've heard about them so much that I'm just like I don't want any, either of those guys. I don't care how good they are, and I don't think either of them are superstars to where they were drafted at. Yeah. And I don't think the Rangers are trading either one of those, but, you know, especially with a new coach, they would be wise to hire a coach that's good at bringing out the most in young talent. Some of the names that flying around is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> um, you know, Peter Lavalette is a guy that's getting mentioned there. Now there's, now there's chatter of Patrick Waugh. I mean, there was Patrick Waugh chatter for Columbus, and boy, mm-hmm. did Columbus appear ready to step in a giant pile of dog crap with their next hire. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, you know, those guys are tough to read. As far as, like, established guys, <coughs> a lot of t- guys are talking about Brock Besser, and that if he's available, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a change of scenery could do work wonders for him. If he's out there, or Connor Garland, we've talked about those guys in Vancouver a lot. A few of those guys are out there, and it makes sense you go out and get one of those guys. Uh, Before we get to our next question, we should probably tell all of our wonderful folks uh, how they can make their uh, man caves or she sheds look like our wonderful set
1: here. Yes, well they can do that with the help of our friends over at FOCO, that is F-O-C-O. They are some of the best, if not the best, in sports memorabilia and collectibles, as Greg said. You can check out our set and look at all the amazing collectibles and little bobbleheads and all that. Uh, a lot of them came from our friends at FOCO. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Anything that you want your favorite team uh, logo to be put on, they can do it, they can get it to you and they can make uh, your, your entertaining space or your home office or your office set, your office. Uh, they can get it decked out looking good. It's spring, summer, baseball, that's what it's, uh, That's the season it is now. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a good old tailgate. Uh, Foco can get you fitted out with the best sports gear around. And what you want to do is go to foco.com or you can click the link in the description below and use the pr- uh, promo code CHGO. When you do that, you're going to get 10% off of all non-presale items. Again, that's foco.com, F-O-C-O, And that is the promo code CHGO for 10% off of all non-resale items.
0: Hey, are you so excited about the Blackhawks drafting first overall in Nashville at the end of the month that you're going to, like, go to Nashville to be there for that historic moment? Well, we're going to be there. So we're hoping those of you who are going down to Nashville are going to, Join us. We've got a special event. This We actually just finalized the details was confirmed today. confirmed this morning. Yes. On uh, Tuesday, June 27th, uh, the day before the first round of the draft, we are going to be at the Hopsmith Nashville for an all-exclusive happy hour mm-hmm. with our lovely CHGO diehards and listeners. You're going to get three hours of all-inclusive open bar. Get yourself hey. nice and liquefied on a hot <laughs> summer day in nashville uh, i believe this will be going from 1 to 4 p.m eastern so uh, nashville time 1 to 4 at hop smith nashville not only are you going to be hanging out with uh, myself mario and jay talking hockey talking counter-bedard talking music we're in music city yeah. you're gonna get those three hours of open bar you're gonna get appetizers to eat and you're gonna get our brand new CHGO hockey shirt, which is dropping officially uh, around six oh two PM <laughs> on June twenty eighth. Hmm, I wonder what the theme of this shirt might be. Yes, but you're going to be one of the first to get it because every ticket includes with that shirt one of those shirts that will ship out to you. So when you return from Nashville, you're going to have your awesome mm-hmm. new. C H G O hockey shirt. Hmm. I wonder what the theme might be of that C- one. Yeah. So, uh, Isn't head over to all Click on the events tab. And as always diehard members are going to get 20% off the ticket price. So if you're not a diehard now's the perfect time sign up, you're going to get a free t-shirt of your choice. You're going to get 20% off tickets for this, where you're going to get another free shirt. So that's two free shirts plus the three hours of open bar you're going to save money. You're literally paying for your, your membership with what mm-hmm. you're going to get from just this one event. So join us in Nashville. If you're coming down, come see us at the Hopsmith Nashville Tuesday, June 27th for our happy hour, which is actually three hours, 1 to 4 p.m. We can't wait yeah. to see all you guys down there.
1: Yeah, going to be a lot of fun. And I'm um, just looking at it now, this, this Hopsmith uh, Brewery or Tavern, whatever it's called. Uh, it looks like it's was somebody's house. Yeah, the, 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 it's a very it's, cool picture. It's a yeah. cool-looking cool place. Uh, it, you know, if it didn't say big, giant letters, Hopsmith, you'd think it was just kind of like a nice Nashville mansion. But, uh, yeah, it's a really cool-looking place. Really excited for that. That's going to be uh, Tuesday afternoon uh, before the first round. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see the, uh, the new CHGO hockey T-shirt design that uh, that you will get with your ticket purchase. Um it's I'm 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 so excited to see what uh, what our what the great people in our uh, merchandise and design department have come up with. Um, we've had we've had a year of uh, a year to spitball what the design could be, yep. uh, and and now we actually get to see it come to fruition. So very excited to see what that's going um, to be. It's going to be it's going to look great. You're gonna have, it's gonna be a good time in Nashville. Uh, it's hard to have a bad time in Nashville, but you know, sign up, get this, get this ticket, come out, hang out with us. It's guaranteed to be a good time. We can all, we can all say where we were. The day before, the Blackhawks had the top overall pick oh, in the it's, 2023 it's, it's draft. Three
0: hours of open bar. Some people may not remember where they were the that's day before. The, that's if true. that's not <laughs> enough, our, our all-city crew, our PHNX yeah. Coyotes crew, is going to be down there, too. That Tuesday night, they're doing an all-inclusive pontoon boat cruise that evening, hey. so if three hours of, of booze is not enough for
1: you, you, you can, can go, go to, on a
0: booze cruise with our PHNX any, colleagues. Any you guys Any
1: co- a spare producer?
0: Hey, I don't get at, to make those calls. You know,
1: that's... Yeah, that's that's that not our decision. Like, I mean,
0: <laughs> if you if there is one producer here who's slated to go, if he if he gets some sort of airborne illness the day before, or someone you y- know y- takes a pipe to his yeah, knee or something
1: you know, like that, gets I'm not Kerrigan. saying, but I'm just saying <laughs> there could uh, be an opening. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold I'm you not guys to that, advocating for Kevin to cane Steven in the knee or anything. But no, you know, but I could, but I would understand if he did. There's ways to make that <laughs> trip happen for you, Kevin. Uh yeah, PHNX. They they got the the, the boat crews, They got the wine tasting on Thursday. That's going on. They're gonna have a, a, yep. a good old time down there, uh, and so are we. So come out and see us on yep. Tuesday. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Show up to the pontoon boat. Uh, and yes, Rick eighty nine. It is for twenty one and only.
1: Uh yeah, twenty one and over obviously because we're going bar. to a bar with yeah. drinks. You, you can't. I know Nashville's pretty wild and crazy, but it's not that wild yeah. and crazy.
0: I'm not sure what DNVR is doing. They I don't. They don't have a lot of picks. We're, I mean, we know uh, they are the, sending the, some the, of the crew.
1: The crew is, is going to be uh,
0: going to be down there Just in don't Nashville know if as doing well. Any special events?
1: Not sure about that. No, no. but uh, I, I mean, we yeah. haven't seen anything from the all from the all city uh, crew.
0: Yeah, they might be for doing our, Except
1: for our event and PH and X events, but uh, hey, maybe Denver throws something together. Uh, that would be fun for them. They have one pick in the first round, and then uh, their next pick is in the fourth round. I think. Yeah. So, so they got some time off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they're good. They need it. They, they had to deal with a long, boring
2: season. Apparently.
0: Yeah. All right. We've got time for eh, one, maybe couple two more questions. Yeah, all points.
2: right. We'll Let's get fire those. These. I know what the shirt's not going to say, and this is a question about Jonathan Taze, the new shirt that's coming out. Do you guys think Captain Taze will be back, or is he fully done? Now, he's not going to be back in Hawks he's Uniform. He's not going to be back. Uh, but is he fully done in his
1: career? I, I think he's going to retire. I really do think he's going to retire. I I I think I think that last game was his last game. It It sure felt like it. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. sure
0: felt like a guy that was not just his last game in Chicago, but his last game. I think his body is screaming at him. Enough is enough. But you never know. Yeah. Uh, He's got that competitive drive that not many people have. Um, But I would think if it's going to be the end, we're going to hear about it soon-ish. You know, I don't think he's going to go into July 1st. You know, I don't think he's going to – Sign with a team if he can't do it. Um, so, Or yeah. maybe a team doesn't sign him until, like, right before training camp if he doesn't make an announcement. That so, could be, yeah. Uh, or maybe he gets the Brian Urlacher treatment and he's basically told he has to retire because nobody signs you. <laughs> I don't know. If, if he yeah. says he's got something in left in the tank, somebody's going to sign him. A team will believe him, him yes. Um, but it may I – don't, I don't expect him – to be signed on July first. If he, if he, I don't think he'll know if he's even ready to play. He may be ready to know I'm done, but he may not have made that decision by then. He may be waiting till August or so. So, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. But hopefully, um, hopefully, we get an, a, a solution to that soon, one way or the other.
1: All right. All right, let's, fu- All let's
0: right.
2: try and rapid good, fire a few more. Good, uh, this is a good question here from Tom Quinn. What are your thoughts on the athletic surveys that ranked the Hawks TV announcing crew as dead last? Hard to be thought of as worse than Boston. What needs to be fixed? Uh,
1: so this is, this is what I'll say about this. Um, it's, a, it's a fan yeah. survey, and it's no mystery that fans were upset with the broadcasting changes made uh, by the Blackhawks heading into this season. It did not help that Eddie Olchek also was gone. We knew Pat Foley was going to be gone. Uh, we weren't prepared until it was announced last summer that uh, Eddie Olchek also wouldn't be part of the group, uh, and that also meant that Nick Olchek uh, left the, left the uh, broadcasting group as well. So uh, Chris Vosters, uh, Troy Murray, Patrick Sharp, they were the, the, the rotating trio through um, – You know, I, I I think just some consistency in the booth is, is what's necessary. Uh, because as, as good as Patrick and Troy are at what they do, um, what would help, uh, Chris be able to do his best work is having someone consistently that he's playing off of. mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens, uh, going into this season. Uh, I don't really know what their plan is. Cause no. I don't think platooning it again is, is a good idea as far as, you know, quality of broadcast. And, and I don't, uh, people love Troy and, and John Wideman on, on the radio so much that I don't think splitting them up anymore is, is a great idea. I don't know Patrick Sharp's interest in doing it full time. I don't know if that's an option. So, uh, we should hear, uh, what their plan is pretty soon. Um, Going through, you know, going through the summer with a, a lot up in the air is not a good idea. So, we'll see what happens. I think the best thing is just consistency.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Get a get a permanent eighty-two game TV guy in there. Yep. Whether it's Troy, whether it's Patrick Sharp, or whether it's somebody new, um, you know, Kaylee Chelios, uh, Chris Chelios. Does he want to do it? I don't think he wants to do it. <laughs> Got to get
1: him out of his ESPN I think, contract. Yeah, I
0: think he likes his uh, studio gig, but. Um,
1: you know, we'll see
0: that that would be the key is getting Chris a partner for every game, the mm. same guy or girl, uh, because he had a different chemistry with both guys. He, yeah. You know, Sharp is more closer to his age and they could joke around a little bit. And, you know, he's closer removed from playing in the game where Troy's kind of like the grizzled veteran and you kind of got to be a little yeah. more, you know, respectful, so to say. It's almost like it's almost like calling games with your dad where, like, Patrick Sharp <laughs> is, like, your buddy. Yeah. Um, even though Troy, you know, is just a, a great guy and, and fun-loving, <laughs> and you could definitely bust his chops a little, but it's I think it's more of a respect thing there. Um, so, and, yeah, does Chris Vosters call a perfect hockey game? No, he doesn't. This was his first season calling hockey full-time, He's still learning the game as, as, as a lot of people do, you know, they, he's, and he, nobody wants to be better at his job than Chris Roster's. He yeah. puts in the work. I've had a lot of conversations with him off the ice. Uh, I've seen him on, you know, he's at morning skates. He's, he's trying to get in as much as he can. Uh, to, so his hockey knowledge is better his mm. knowledge the, the, hockey's a hard game to to learn especially when you've never called it there's so many little intricacies so i think at one full season there's belt will do him well and getting him a full-time partner for every game will also do him a, a, a huge service as well because yep. i don't he's not going anywhere for for the time being it was as, as much as some people would want it um you know, give let him let him run. No matter he's in a, I don't envy him for the position he's in, having to replace a legend. It didn't matter who they brought in; people weren't going to like it just because it wasn't Pat Foley.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I I agree. So I think yeah, just having a consistent partner is going to be yeah uh, going to be a good thing moving forward for them. All right, let's get one more in before we wrap up here. Uh, from Chicago
2: our, is Tank Town. Yes, it's the best monkey.
0: My buddy Fork, uh, yep. big monkey fan. I replied to this with a gif. Uh, it's Michael Naismith. Everybody knows that um, he's the. He was like the creative force behind the monkeys, and some people might be laughing. I'm sure some people are like, "Who the hell are the monkeys?" Uh, They weren't just that goofy band from that TV show that used to be on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. (laughs) They actually put out some really good records in the 60s and 70s, and Michael Naismith was the uh, uh, the driving force behind that creativity as they look to expand from their television personas into becoming a credible band. So thanks for the always 100% serious question, Fork.
1: I will take your word for it, because I... Not that versed in the monkeys. That's I right. actually just had to look up who's all in the band. Well, that's but hey, right. you got I,
0: us covered for the Taylor Swift lyrics. I got sure. the monkeys
1: covered. That's a fair trade. Sure. Hey, Taylor Swift, great, uh, great weekend set in Chicago from all accounts that I've heard. I know Kevin was at the. Kevin was at was? night too. I think Jake it was. Jake
0: was at one. I caught him in the elevator. He was there with his wife. Jake was at
1: one. There yeah, you go. So
0: I, I guess I we were the only people that weren't there. Ah, I'm okay with that. Darn. Yeah. That, that, all those people We hit the traffic you, yeah. but, not, <laughs> but not the uh, All those people in one place <laughs> Makes
1: me very itchy No matter who is performing I'm just yeah. not, I heard she also swallowed a bug On stage Well That's uh, That's interesting I'm leaving that
0: one right there <laughs> Where it is <laughs> <laughs> Not going down that road
1: That'll do it that's, that's
0: You a, would think that happens More times than not You'd think so I mean you're out in the open Your you're mouth is singing. open yeah.
1: Constantly I don't know You're breathing guess, in air If there's video of, of that instant uh, instance Happening I can't even. I don't even know if it's real or not. I just saw something that said Taylor Swift swallowed a bug on stage, and that's why she had to like cut a song short or something. Yeah, there's
2: a TikTok of it. Yeah. it. Is real? Yeah,
1: she was talking, and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> yeah. Oh. All right, I'm gonna yeah, have to find real. that. All right. That's great. That's a good way to end the show, right? Yes. All right, we have, and yeah, we did not get to all the. All no, the we questions. didn't even hit we'll, our
0: Discord questions. We'll have so. some.
1: We'll have some spill yes. tomorrow. Uh, we'll get those. We'll get those taken care of. Game two of the Stanley Cup final tonight. Vegas has a one nothing series lead, but that is uh, nothing to worry about for the Panthers. They've been down one nothing in a series before.
0: Yeah, I look for them to bounce back a little bit. Uh, Bravoski should have a better game. Not that he was terrible, but he wasn't great either. And uh, you know, look for Matthew Kachuk, who had about as lousy of a third period as you could have to. Bounce back early and yep. often in this game. Should be fun. So we will be back uh tomorrow. We'll talk about the Stanley Cup final in the first two games. And then we're gonna we still got like at least ten or twelve questions yeah, we left got, we got to answer. Questions. So we'll do mailbag part due tomorrow <laughs> as well at two o'clock, uh, at the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. So for Greg and Mario, uh hoping Jay's pain meds have not Worn off just yet. And don't forget, we are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Become a diehard at all CHGO. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to YouTube. Please hit that like button on your way out the door, and we will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Thanks, everybody.